0: This podcast is being powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Hey y'all, welcome back to Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine, and today is going to be a solo episode. So, today is going to be about my experience with therapy, which I feel like it has been all over the place, up and down, that deserves a story time. And so, I, if you listen to my first ever episode, I think I talked about my therapist when I was. 15, 16, that it wasn't too much of a help, but if not, we'll just briefly talk about that. And then I'm just going to, you know, just basically the point of this episode is to bring awareness of what is going on in this mental, in the industry that's supposed to be, you know, treat, treating people who have a mental illness. And my experience have, has been absolutely horrible where I'm just absolutely grateful that I'm not in a position where I'm at the at the edge because I feel like what I went through could push someone to the edge and I just think it's extremely dangerous and I just do want to you know bring that bring that out and expose for expose for it. I don't think I'm going to bring up the company I don't know I didn't really look up some stuff legal wise because I don't want to get sued so I'm probably not going to bring up the, the company um but I am going to talk about it and this does have to you know this people need to know that that, that that this is happening. Okay, so let's go back to actually. I think what I went through as teenagers kind of just irrelevant to what I wanted to say right now. I mean, he, the person that I spoke with, he just wasn't too much help. That that was pretty much it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so I went back to therapy in 2019 when I moved here to Florida. Once I got on full time insurance full-time insurance oh my goodness full-time I got my you know health insurance and so I was like okay I need to get my life together I need to go seek treatment I got an issue so in 2018 I went for the first time and I, I don't remember the my first experience with oh wait I actually do remember right yeah okay so I did see somebody for one session I remember that I was a good session and such and then I think I came across it's been so long ago, I'm sorry, it's a little fuzzy. Um, I think I guess it just didn't bother me too much because clearly I can't remember it that well. But I do remember it now and that when I went to make my second appointments or and and such, I think they were like, Oh, that therapist doesn't even like work here anymore or or something like that. I think or just I, I don't know it was just really weird like in like one session and she just like disappeared off the face of the earth or whatever So I was like okay whatever just give me another therapist I guess And so I spoke with this lady she was fine and then my so basically They would send text messages for your next appointment, reminding you okay reminding you're gonna be at this office to meet this person So I'm like okay cool and so I typically take the day off from work to go to doctor's appointments, especially since the location that was on the text message said that it was like a 30 to 40 minute drive. And if you live in Florida and Orlando, you know 30, 40 minute drive isn't really that long, so it's not that big of a deal in my head, but I still take off from work. So I drove that 30 to 40 minutes to get to that therapy appointment. And when I checked in, they didn't know who I was. And I said, I'm here to see this person. They're like. Are you sure for this location? I'm like, yes, I am sure for this location. And then I show them my phone. I said, this is what it says. And it's like, okay, well, let's give us a moment. I said, okay. And then they come back, they start talking to people in the back, and they come back and they say, hi, so this person's actually in this other location. And I'm like, okay, well, what? I mean, I don't want to be marked as a no-show so that's not really fair, since you're seeing right here that I was, was told to go here. And then, so there's no, there's not a problem. We'll just tell the we'll tell the therapist that you weren't able to show up, and then we can reschedule. And I said, okay, let's reschedule. So I rescheduled. I think like a month later. I had to wait another month because you know the, their schedules are there's you know there's not enough mental health professionals, and there's just so many people who need mental health treatment. I wait another month, and then it was in April of 2019. I remember I was away for the weekend at the beach and I had an appointment that was at one o'clock on like a Sunday or whatever. So I had to leave early. I had to like, I had to leave like another, a day early or whatever. And so drove all, That was an hour back to Orlando and I drove there and I got there and they looked, they looked at me and they're like, you have an appointment? I said, yes. Like, Oh, she had to cancel. Um, I'm like, okay, no one, no one informed me of this. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, and then I was like, I said, well, here's my number, here's I am like, I'm literally showing them my email, my all my text messages. I'm like, I do not see anything of 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 you know being told that it was being canceled. So that happened. So that that was like two wastes of that was like a 45 minute drive, another hour drive, that was a waste because they failed, the office failed in communicating it to the patient properly that the therapist was not showing up. So I was extremely upset because you know it's hard for somebody to even try to get help. First, it's like to to, to say you have a problem. Then it's about reaching out, giving a reaching out to get some help, and then this happening to them, like therapist therapists, you know, just disappear, and then two times of therapist like you know standing me up. It's just I was like crying. I was so over it. I'm like I had this point where. I was thinking I did not deserve help at this point. I was like, why is this happening to me? Like, do I not deserve help? So that happened. And then I think it took me, I think from, I definitely know from April to July, I didn't seek help. And then I think a a couple months after that, then I was like, I was getting really bad again. And I was like, okay, I need to just, I I got over it. I need to move on and try again. You know, another new therapist and he wasn't he wasn't that he wasn't bad i just felt like he didn't really listen to me cat it just it's just really frustrating when switching therapists and then you just feel like you have to keep telling your whole life story like oh it started when i was born kind of you know Squidward situation so i you know i, I know he's writing his notes i know he's he's trying his best but i felt like he wasn't, he wasn't, like. I mean, he was good to, I guess, talk to, but not really as moving me along in my, you know, mental health journey. Like, for example, I'll talk about my anxiety with him and his advice would be what was for me to swim in a pool, which I know works, but I kind of was hoping to go, you know, digging deep into my trauma or something like that and finding why I get triggered for certain things. Because my belief is that I feel like you know, doing meditation and swimming and exercising and eating healthy, which is very important for your mental health, but that is not the tools that's going to help you recover. I feel like what is going to help you recover is facing whatever that is in in your subconscious mind that is making you act the way you act today. And so I felt like he wasn't really focusing on that. He was giving me the generic stuff that I can just Google on um, like WebMD or just watching a YouTube video about it. Or I mean, even stuff that I even learned when I was, you know, in school for psychology. Then I was just thinking outside. I think he meant well, you know, like he meant well. But I just felt like I needed more. I felt like everything he kept telling me, I already knew. And I think it has a lot to do with me having a college degree in psychology is that I, everything he's telling me, I learned already. And I'm hoping can I, and when you're a therapist, you need a master's. So I'm hoping there's something he learned in his master's program that could help me. And he also did tell me that he used to work in us in like in a psychiatric hospital in New York. So I was kind of hoping, you know, with all of his experience and such that he would give me a little bit better advice. But it was just very generic and you know, I just kept hoping that it would get better. But then, and then the pandemic hit, and actually let me take a little step back. Then there were times where he, not, he wouldn't like not, uh, not show up, the actual, the office a little bit better at communicating that with me. He, so there was a lot of times that it would have to cancel the last minute or or the office contacted me and said, hey, would to cancel, we see that he's on office that day. Which I don't understand how these schedule things work, by the way. Like if they're not in office, why are you scheduling originally? But I don't know. I don't know what goes on behind doors there. But, uh, but yeah, actually, I feel like I'm gonna go all over the place. But I probably talk about this part later. And she's actually that's not really real. Okay, so then the pandemic hit, and then I didn't at the time. Of course, all of us didn't know that it was gonna last a year. Well, still going on right now so i was like i'll just wait a month or two you know until i can see him in person because i didn't like the idea of me having my therapy appointments in my apartment when i have roommates and such even though i know i could go in the car but i just didn't want I live in florida i would have to may have to use the air conditioning or like have my window open i just didn't like the settings i was willing to wait that couple of months but no then that, that you know i was. say it's still going on it's still virtual so I thought, okay, whatever, I'll just get a new therapist. Oh no, I was trying to make an appointment with him, but I think he wasn't available for like a month and a half or something like that. So I was like, you know, just send send me up with somebody else. So they sent me up with this other person and she I really liked. I felt that she was actually listening to me and she was actually trying to analyze, you know, my childhood and my past and why I would get anxious and, and, because because bringing out here, my biggest issue, and this is going to probably turn into a therapy appointment here. But my biggest issue is that I fear not being successful. And that is the one of the biggest things that I challenge with on a daily. That I feel like if I'm not constantly busy, if I'm not constantly achieving, that I'm going to be, you know, on the street. Or Something like that. I I, it's like it's it's a lot of anxious thoughts It's just I know it's stemming from something and that is what I'm looking for and I'm kind of hoping to find somebody Who would help me, you know explore that? so I felt like she was actually we were actually making progress and I really liked her a lot but then and ended up having bought bad communication issues with the office and with her as well. I don't know if it was really on her fault, but basically it happened three times actually. So, one time they canceled the day, be- the day before because um, I guess she was sick or whatever, which is fine. You cancel 24 hours before, at least I have the heads up. Second time I was waiting for her and I was 20 minutes into my therapy appointment and still she has not showed up into the video call. So, I hung up and I called the office. And I said, what's going on? They're like, oh, we see she has, she's having technical issues, so we'll have to reschedule. And I was like, okay. And then they said, okay, well, she'll be available in three weeks. And I'm like, of course, because I have to wait three weeks, even though it's, you know, I missed my shot, but it's fine. So, you know, I'm patient, I wait waited three weeks, and it happens again. I'm 20 minutes in, nobody. I call the office and I say, what's going on? Like, oh, sorry, she's not feeling well. And I'm like, no one decided to inform me of this. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. We can go ahead and reschedule. And at the time, I was so mad. I said, "Listen, i mean, at this point. I was like, I'm on FMLA for work, so I use my. Basically, I go to my, I, my, I go to therapy on my FMLA time. And since right now I was currently up, and I was in the renewal period, I told the office that, hey, I don't want to make an appointment until I have my FMLA cleared because I don't, I use those hours for my appointments." And they said, "Yeah, not a problem. Just let us know when that all clears, and then we can set up an appointment for you." And I said, "Okay, sure, awesome." And um, because let me also mention, a week before I a week before my appointment that she stood me up for, I spoke to the office about my you know renewal from FMLA paperwork, and I sent all the. Paperwork over to the right office, and then I spoke to. A couple days after I spoke to my psychiatrist, which is going to be a whole second part of this episode, by the way, and this is going to be a fun one, by the way. Just so keep tuned for that. Um, and he said that he was going to that, that that yeah he received the paperwork and he signed it and he sends it over to the office whatever for processing and such. That it was at his oh that it was at his last stages. So so that so that was in my mind that it was being taken care of prior to me being set up that appointment so when i told the the lady on the phone that i want to wait until my FMLA got fully processed until i make the appointment i she said okay and the next day i get a call saying hi justine so we see that you're looking requesting fmi paperwork so we need to set you up with your therapist so, so she can you know sign that paperwork and i was like excuse me and, oh, I didn't say it like that. I wasn't being rude, obviously. But I just said, I don't understand. I was told the paperwork was already sent to her a week before our original appointment. And my psychiatrist confirmed that he received the two as well. And that it was in the, at these last stage for processing. It's like, oh, I don't see that here. But we do need to make an appointment. I'm like, listen, I told the lady the day before and I said, I'm not making an appointment until I'm cleared for my FMLA hours. I don't feel like I feel like this is not my fault. This has happened, you can see in the record this happened multiple times when it was when it was out of my control. I just feel like you guys should have the same care of. And eventually a week later, after constantly arguing with the office, I had escalated to a manager for a good week. I finally got taken care of. And then I have yet to set up The therapy, wait, did I say the therapy appointment? Oh, I haven't yet because I think every time I try to call, it's always like so busy. And then when I try to do it online, it won't let me. But anyway, but I was still seeing my psychiatrist at the time for my medication, which is going to be for part two. So get ready for this one. This is going to be a great story. Hi, y'all. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. The best way for my podcast to grow is for you guys to share my podcast to your friends, family neighbors, coworkers, or a random person on the street, or whoever that had ears that can listen to audio. That is how we grow. Leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts is also very helpful as well. Lastly, you totally do not have to do this, but if you want to support my dream of being a content creator full-time, you can donate as low as $1 through listener support that is linked in my podcast bio. Alrighty, I'm done here. Now let's continue the rest of the episode. Alrighty, so let's talk about my psychiatrist, the one that puts me on medication. So I had an event that happened to me about a couple of days ago that is now it's going to see the light of day on this podcast. I'm still very bitter about it. But let's start from the beginning. So I knew I had to be on medication because my brain doesn't like to function like other people's brains so i got referred to the psychiatrist originally for anxiety and so i went there and i the guy didn't really introduce himself it was kind of like i felt the energy and it was like kind of cold but i didn't think too much of it i was just like okay whatever i mean i'm hoping he knows his his stuff his chemicals and knows what's gonna what's gonna be safely going to my body you know I just trusted that I didn't really care at that time for his personality because I knew what he was really there for so I was like okay ignore the fact that he was cold and then basically he didn't really introduce himself I think I said that already yeah he didn't introduce himself he just kind of just asked me questions he just literally he just kept asking me a lot of um close-ended questions so I didn't really couldn't really talk and explain certain things because in his head I was like that's for therapy like shut up like I don't you need to hear your your sad life or whatever. <laughs> but um, obviously he didn't say that. But that's like the vibe that I got from him. So I didn't like that. But i like, whatever, it's fine. So then we you know, when all over the place with different medication, he kind of ignored a lot of things that I said, which, again, I don't know, these were so many red flags. And I don't know why I kept going back to him because I'm dumb. There were so many things that I just felt like, you know, I'm the kind of person where I believe the best in people. But after I tell you what happened to me in a couple of days ago, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm glad you found it. was like the last straw kind of thing for me. So we went on a bunch of different medication. He also, like I said, he diagnosed me. He diagnosed me with bipolar. He just did like a whole like questionnaire thing. And he's like, hey, you're bipolar. You need this. And then he's like, okay, we're gonna first put you on medication from for mania and then we'll work on depression. I said, okay. And I I'm gonna jump forward and say that I rather have been focused more on depression than mania because I try I uh, struggle more with depression. And honestly, I kind of I'm not gonna say I like being manned because that's like the worst thing to say. But I like being manic because I'm productive. I know that sounded really bad. But anyway, so we, there was this, yeah, so basically, I w- I've i been on low that's what it's called. And I kept getting all these, like, headaches and such, which I know it's a side effect, but, I mean, it's been a year and I'm still getting these side effects, which is really weird. So, let's see, so actually, let's, let's just skip all the way forward here. I wanted to try doing like, you know, CBD and whatever, because people tell me so many great things about it, and how it's great for their anxiety, depression, and there are people who are bipolar that are on it, and it's a natural medicine or whatever. So I was like, Okay, like, may I bring this up to my psychiatrist and see if I can get like a card or whatever, a medical card or whatever. So I brought it up to him. This was a la- this was last week. And I said, like, Hey, I've been hearing great things about CBD and like what you're like am I able to get like a medical card through you he's like no I can't do that because it's not FDA approved and I said okay that's you know like I was like okay that's fine even though I I was hearing like they can but whatever I'm not going to argue it um because I know there's other like special doctors out there for it so I said okay that's fine I said but I do want to get off the because I don't like how it's physically making me feel and then um also keep in mind this was like about 10 minutes into our meeting and in the beginning, he always like gives me a whole questionnaire, like how you feeling or whatever. And I said, oh, "I mean, yeah, I've been kind of depressed, and you know, having a hard time getting out of bed or whatever." Which is like pretty much like all the time, not all the time. But like, I feel like I kind of screwed myself over. He always just give me a one to ten, and I really honestly hate when they say. Scale it from one to ten because I'm just like I don't know what feels like what like I don't know if I'm really like telling him correctly like I don't know what the highest is supposed to feel like and the lowest is supposed to feel like the lowest was well technically the lowest is like feeling nothing but what what does that mean when it's the highest you know what I mean like how does the highest feel I don't know so um anyway so I just gave I should have just said different numbers or whatever because. From there, he's a robot, and he's like, oh, okay, so she answered seven, six, five, that means we need to up her dose. I'm telling you, he treats me like he he's like a freaking robot. I'm like, how about you listen to me and how I'm feeling and not, you know, choose what you're going to do with my me medication based off of, okay, she entered a to here, this is it. Like, no, no, I am a human being, and I want to talk and explain exactly how I'm feeling and such not the stupid one to 10 BS anyway. So, so yeah, so he was saying, okay, I'm going to prescribe you to go 25 milligrams higher. And I said, no, I just told you I want to get off it. He's like, well, that's not what I recommend. And I said, okay, but I understand you don't recommend that, but I'm the patient. Don't I have a choice of being on the medication or not being on the medication? And then he said, yeah, you absolutely have that choice. And I said, but you're, but you're gonna prescribe me more. He's like, yeah, because that's what I recommend. And I said, okay, but I, he's, I said, but in a way, I said, listen, I know you're not forcing me to take the medication, but you're not, but you're, you're, I told you that I don't want to do and you're prescribing it to me. He's like, well, you don't have to take it. And I said, okay, I want to go off it. So in order for me to go off it, you have to prescribe me something you know lower so I can safely get off it. He said, no, I'm not gonna do that. And I said, why? He said because I don't recommend it, and I said, um, "Okay, but if I know I don't have to, you know, move forward with treatment, but if I don't get off safely, I can end up in the hospital, and you very well know that that I can end up in the hospital." And he just like he's like he's like I'm not she, he's like just I'm not arguing with you. I have to go and talk to a patient. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I have a problem, right? I have a, I'm like I told him I'm like there's a big issue right now between me and you and you are saying you have to go see another patient we are 18 minutes into our um we are 18 minutes into our session and without insurance this session costs almost 300 dollars. are you freaking kidding me if i didn't have insurance i'm paying 300 dollars to talk to you and you and when things get tough after 18 minutes you lie and say you have to know see another patient no so that's just me having beef with him but, man, I want to call him out so bad, but I just don't know if it's legal or not. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, so where was I? Oh, yeah. So I just said like, I said, like, listen, I'm not trying to argue with you, but, like, I'm trying to have this conversation with you. You're saying that you're not forcing me to take this medication, but you're not letting me get off it safely because I can't just go 200 to zero cold turkey because that is going to give me a seizure and that's gonna put me in the hospital. And then he just like, he wasn't answering. He just kept saying, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm like, this is not supposed to be an argument. I'm actually freaking concerned about my health right now that you clearly do not give a fuck. I am getting a little kind of getting a little angry right now. Because it fucking pisses me off that this is what's happening right now in the mental health industry and it's fucked up. It's really fucking fucked up. Um so in my head, I'm just like, I even said to him, like, is this legal what you're doing right now? He's like, Yes, it is legal because this is my medical opinion and this is what I recommend. And I'm like, Okay, putting putting this to the side, you very well know that I can. Be in the hospital and get a seizure and possibly die if I go cold turkey, right and he just he said well I don't recommend going off it and I'm like well, I'm a pay I feel like I have my rights To he's like, yeah, you're right. You do have your rights. I'm not saying you have to take it and I'm like so So if if you're listening you kind of hearing how he's what he's doing right now He's he's technically not doing anything illegal I think the law is that the patient does not have to choose to move forward with a, a treatment and the doctor has its rights to do what he feels is best for the patients, but what he's doing is that he has he's not he's not he has no morals or ethics to it. This is this is an ethic issue. Is that he's doing and he's he's te- technicality on paper doing the doing things by the book and not going against the law. But when it comes to caring about your freaking patient, he is not caring about his patient. That's what the issue is. So I literally blew up. I was like a, crying on the call with him. I've never had a mental, he, has, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a reason to keep me on medication. I'm not out here saying I wanna jump off a bridge and kill myself or having mental breakdowns on my, on the calls or anything like that. The only time I had a mental breakdown was when he was doing this to me. So tell me, how, Aren't I supposed to be, aren't I paying this money to get help when this guy's actually triggering mental breakdowns? Like, that's a freaking issue. He's triggering breakdowns. So, I said, I literally said to him, I was like, listen, I'm in the hospital, I'm fucking suing you, and I hung up with the I hung up the phone. Well, I didn't say fucking because I have, you know, I'm very angry, I have some type of emotional intelligence, and I wouldn't go tell him about fuck himself, even though I really wanted to. So, I called the office, I'm trying to keep my cool because, you know, it's not the office's fault that this guy's a dick, and I said, "Hey, I'm having issues with Doctor Whatever, and I need to talk to somebody else. It's urgent." And then he's like, "Okay, yeah, no, not a problem. Let's go find you somebody." He's like, "Oh, do you want to take a look at our website and see like what who you want to choose from?" And I was like, "No, no, no, no. Just give me somebody who is the next available. Like, I don't, no, I don't, I don't know who these people are. I'm this I guess it's just me kind of like doing a random like freaking Russian roulette of bullshit or whatever." And so. Anyway, so they said, okay, we'll set you up with this person. And they called me back to like, well, actually, no, they, didn't. they said, oh, wait, so we actually can't do it today because the insur- insurance. And I said, okay, no, I understand that. Like, I get it. It does look a little weird with the insurance company. I said, can I do it, like, tomorrow? They're like, okay, let me double check. They're like, okay, yeah, you can do it tomorrow. I'm like, cool. So they, and I, so they set me up with a lady. and I spoke to her. And I told the whole story and she said she did say she did think it was kind of weird that he wasn't going by my wishes. That if a patient thinks that they don't want to be on this medication, then they don't want to be on the medication. So she seems really nice and I'm currently in treatment with her. So we'll see how that goes. And I still have to find another therapist. So this is where I am right now. It is what day is it? It is March 28th. I probably will do a follow up episode down the road. But yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed me being very angry at the end of this episode. But I was just, you know, getting my emotion out, getting it all out, and just telling people that this is really happening and that it does need to get better. We need more mental health professionals. We need better mental health professionals who actually freaking care. About their patients like that's an issue and I feel like nobody talks about it is that there's so many people out there who are in this Who are in this industry and don't care and it's like I get it. You have a lot of people but this is a very sensitive top not topic but like it's very it could be dangerous if you say the wrong thing, you know. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys listening to my rant and being my therapist, pretty much. And if you enjoy this podcast and want to follow me on our social media, I will have all my links in the in the in the um, episode description. If you want to, you know, see who I am on the other parts of the internet or want to chat or whatever. Um, if you also want to be a guest on Mentally a Badass, I will. I do have a link. In my Instagram bio for you to go to it's a Google form if you want to fill it out and be a guest on this podcast. But yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.